Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live for September 13th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Colorado College Assistant Coach John Lidget. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. So, whether it's our legendary Detroit style yeah. square or New York style thin place, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game in style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at drurryhotels.com or at 1 800 Drury Inn. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey West Live. It's our Tuesday night show. It's where uh, everything got started for us a few years ago. Scott Strandy with you today in Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, from Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are you tonight? Um, trying to figure out why when <laughs> I hit the call-in button and you hit join, I get like that two or three seconds where everything speeds up, <laughs> at least in my headphones. I don't, I, I don't know what kind of whack job technology <laughs> that is, but... I, I it it I, I it weirds me out a little bit because I'm like, what the heck is it's, I, <laughs> it's not like you're hitting the speed button or changing the speed on on the recordings. Well, so why well, tonight? That, I didn't that even, is so weird. Tonight I saw you come on as a listener, but I didn't get the invite button for you, so that's why I couldn't bring you on earlier. I, well, I, I'm I surprised you let me on at all. Yeah, well. Normally I wouldn't want to, but anyway. I know. <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, I just weirds me out. I don't know why that happens. Another, another great day in Colorado. Spent the day down right. uh, the afternoon down at Colorado College and had a really good time and brought, uh, brought an invite to our guest tonight. So we're going to bring on a, a guest from Colorado College, the newest right. assistant coach, and. And let's talk some Tiger hockey. Let's bring uh, John Lidget on. John, you got Scott and Paul with you tonight. First of all, how are you? And how are you enjoying Colorado College and Colorado Springs? I think you're muted, John. No, it's... Yeah, he might be muted on his end yeah. anyway. Yeah, I think on his end, my my board shows that he's muted, so I can't really. I can't it hear show him, that on mine. You know, we'll get him. We'll get him here in just a minute. I told him seven forty-five. I just saw that he was on earlier, so I thought we'd reach out and see if uh, see if he wanted to go a little early. But anyway, well, that's okay. Um, so I had a chance to watch the Tigers. Um, right. Gosh, I told Chris Mayot afterwards. I said uh, I'm going to start off with a series of threes. Uh, this is my third. Uh, preview that I did today. Right. Um, I've seen three teams with three right. great goaltenders. Right. And um, his team has three Noahs. Go figure. <laughs> uh, well, but listen, anyway. It, it just seems to, I mean, ASU's got about 55 Ryans. Right. <laughs> they got three. Uh, they got three Denver's Ryans. got about 38 Carters. No, we got two now. Well, it's, it just seems <laughs> like they, you know. So They had why, three. 
Yeah, well, it just seemed like evident. more. Uh, That's fine. Like I said, it just seemed like more, and uh, you know, <laughs> anyway, everybody's got a corner of the market on something. Yeah, no kidding. But one thing is cornered on these three teams that I've already previewed. Now, the goaltending is outstanding. Um, the uh, the Sun Devils we talked about. I saw the Pioneers yesterday. We know what they're about. Today, three more really good goaltenders at Colorado College, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. It really is. And you know, if everybody else can do uh, can do more than that, um, boy, oh boy, um, that that's where it all starts, right, Paul? That's why you get to uh, win national championships. It starts with your goaltender. Well, that's it. That that's any championship team starts with a goalie. I mean, the trust has to be there that he or she, depending on, you know, who's playing, uh, will come up with the big save at the big moment and be consistent. Um, and, And that allows players to play much more freely. That allows players to have the confidence to... Get that extra step that you need to make an offensive play. Okay, um, it, 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 you have to be confident that when you make a mistake, that your goalie is going to bail you out. And if you don't have that, I don't care what level you're at. I don't. It, um, it, it it is all the difference in the world. And, and I say this not because I'm trying to pat myself on the back or anything, but um, as, as when we were playing uh, roller hockey as a kid, uh, we struggled our first couple of years. And the last year we played, we had a decent team. And we had a chance to make the playoffs in our last game. And for whatever reason, the coach started the lesser of the two goalies, giving us this, um, well, he's a quote-unquote older kid. But it wasn't even close in terms of who the better goalie was. Now, I realize that's not, you know, YMCA roller hockey is not the same thing as NCAA Division I hockey, but the idea is still the same. If you don't go in there confident in your goalie and thinking that your goalie has a ch- will will back you up when you make a mistake, well, it, it just doesn't matter. And 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 you know this as well as I do. The higher the level, the smaller the the margin for error. Right. It's interesting that you brought that up because I asked uh, Kyle Mayhew that at Denver yesterday. I asked him about right. his defensive core. And uh, I said, geez, you guys look really good uh, in your defensive core, both on paper and on the ice. And he goes, well, we do feel like we're pretty good. But he said, uh, it's always nice that, uh, to know that you have Magnus back there if, um, if something goes wrong or you screw up. He can stop it. He can pretty much stop <laughs> uh, things from going in the net after that. So it was pretty interesting that he brought that up. Let's see if we can connect with uh, – with coach, I told him seven forty-five. I know he's there, so let me see if I can get him on. Um, you want to take a, we have, take a break? Uh, we'll have the assistant coach from uh, Colorado College, John Lidget, join right. us. John, I think you're muted. If you can uh, find the mute button there, um, okay, I got uh, it. He, yeah, I did, yeah, he, that's, that's he's cool. tied up. He'll join us at yeah, seven forty-five. Well. That's good. No problem. Let's uh, let's talk a little hockey. Uh, oh, yeah, but it's even a better reason not to. Um, <laughs> let's. <laughs> Let's talk a little uh, uh, hockey going on. As I said, I was at Colorado College today, Paul. Right. And when you do a preview like this and you cover seven teams like we do, um, you know, they're all NCAA great quality schools and coaching staffs. And you look at them and you go, um, why, why are they different? And, and people go, well, you know, they shouldn't be that different. But they all get to the end result relatively the same uh, you know they want the same end result but 
they're so different. I mean, I watch Coach Powers and the way he runs his practice, and it's it's certainly uh, unique to him the way he does it. Then I go yeah. and I watch David Carl's practice, and it was flow, 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 nonstop. And then today I watch uh, Colorado College, and I see teach, 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 teach. I right. see stop, start, stop, start, be in the right position. Here's why you need to be in the right position. If you don't do it, I took some videos, and I'll put them out later. Um, but I was just amazed at the way these coaches approach things. And I know it's got a lot to do with, A, the uh, the players that they have. Right. And, um, and and Coach, Coach Mayotte told me that tonight. He goes, you know, uh, we're a second-year staff, so it's a little different this year than last year because last year you could tell a senior something and it was new to him. Right. This year, the guys coming back have at least had one year of experience on it. Right. So that's a pretty uh, pretty solid um, way to go after things. So did, anyway. Did um, you get a chance to, as long as we're talking about CC, did you get a chance to uh, speak to the new director of hockey operations? I did not. I did not. It was okay. pretty much I got down there, watched practice. Um, Coach Mayotte left on a recruiting trip to the right. northwest Right. And um, I got him his interview done quickly. Got Brian Yoon right. and right. got um, Noah Laba, um, the okay. young freshman um, who was uh, slated is to he, have a pretty good year. He's a he draft is? pick of the New York Rangers. Who? Yeah. <laughs> he did I, say I, he was happy to be going to such a first class organization. I, yeah, okay. Um <laughs> But, uh, no, I just wanted to give, you know, they hired Ryan DeRocher from Sacred Heart and, and Robert Morris as part of his background. And as long as we were talking about uh, CC, you know, we got to give everybody credit, you know. Yeah, well, I learned one thing, and, and I tweeted this out today. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I said I always learn something when I go to Colorado College. And the right. one thing I learned today was that Peter Menino can actually use a whiteboard. He can write. Really? But I don't know if he can spell. I've seen him doodle really good, but I, I don't know if he can spell, so I'm really not going to well. go that far. But but I did get a picture of him using the whiteboard and writing something on it. So really, yeah, I, I know that that uh, that DU education and and all that is uh, you know it, it, it's it's starting to show up now. Oh, I'm so uh, <laughs> well. Listen, I, did he did he photo Love you, bomb? Peter. You know it. <laughs> did, did he photo bomb any of the videos? <laughs> no. No, but I did get a couple of shots of him when he was uh, retrieving pucks from the net. I was going to tweet that out as maybe he was displaying his best side, but I left that. I left that out. I just uh, were you were I, you I able to get some swag from him? Uh, he tried to, but Jerry stopped him. Okay. <laughs> right, I just he, wanted to know. I'm he was asking. going to the closet, and Jerry said, "Not yet, not yet, not yet." Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I'm just asking. I don't know. You know, I but he, I did, he did get me a, a nice white tiger hat the last time I was there for the Five Nations. So he okay. did break into the closet a little bit. All right. Well, listen, you know, I was just wondering if he got you any more pom-poms. That's all. No, and, and the other thing I want to say about Colorado College is uh, they continue to build, 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 and build. And uh, the freshmen coming in are, are molding very well with the, the rest of the team. And I had a chance to visit with uh, Brian Yoon and ask him uh, – a little bit about what it meant to come back for year five and, and how important that was and how his role as a captain would be to, to uh, bring everybody together. And he was uh, very forthcoming on it. Tell me exactly what was going on and how uh, he was excited to be there. And he was a hundred percent correct this summer when he said he wanted to come back because he felt like he put in a lot of time at, at uh, CC and now when they're ready to win, he wanted to be a part of it. Well, uh, you know, I've said this before, you know, as we started to see these, uh, the, the, the conference preseason uh, media deals come out. Like, we know you had your vote, but uh, they have not, uh, Michael has not put out those uh, preseason media picks for the NCHC. And I think tomorrow is a deadline for the, it, um, the, the them to come in so because i mean i i i think cc has can you hear me to, yeah coach I we, think got we got you. i think we got coach we got coach john oh, how you guys doing yeah 
CC Tigers coach. Coach, you got Scott and Paul. How are you? Great, great. Thank you for waiting. Ah, no problem. You're doing us the favor, so we're we're good. So, so, so did you doing? get a recruit? That's all we care about. Hey. <laughs> it's uh, that's a secret. I think so. Um, <laughs> no, we don't want you to no. tell you what his. We don't want you to tell us what his name is because you can't do that. But Scott just wants to know if you got him or not because he wants to start waving those pom poms right now. So, um, we'll know in a couple of days. All right, and then you'll probably see it on Twitter. <laughs> they put stuff nice. like that out on Twitter. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I nice. never noticed. Love it. Like I, uh, like I told coaches, I said uh, maybe they can't talk about it, but we know the recruit will because they're pretty darn proud when they get to uh, put a college uh, uh, behind their name. So, well, let's start off with this, John. First of all, how are things in Colorado Springs, and and how are you enjoying Colorado College at this point? It's it's been amazing. Nothing nothing short of it. It's uh, it's it's a it's as close to a homecoming as possible for myself geographically being from Calgary, Alberta, it's, it's outside of, I guess, an hour North. It's as close as, as you can get for, for my family. And they've been down already and the, the area, which I know you guys are on campus today. It's uh it's a very special place. And then you couple that with the camps and Ed ropes and arena. It's uh you pinch yourself every day and you're, you're grateful for getting the opportunity to come to work at Colorado College, that's for sure. Now, wait a second. We I, I, we do a lot of geography on this podcast um, <laughs> because most of it I don't know. Um, you said that it's only an hour. I guess you're talking an hour flight, right, from Calgary Sorry, to Colorado I, I, Springs? So I was referring to Denver. I guess oh, that's Denver. a little closer geographically, but in terms of as close as you can get college hockey-wise to Calgary, Alberta, Colorado Springs, and Colorado Colleges. As close as you can. Oh, okay. So, I, well, yeah. I just want. I just. I didn't understand it because, um, uh, and and my 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 knowledge of Canadian geography is is and this isn't saying much. Far better than my knowledge of Minnesota geography. So, um, which I have John, to, to get... give you some background. I'm a Minnesotan, and we have a little feud because Paul's out on Long Island, New York, and. We have a little feud ball all the time about just how great Minnesota hockey is. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's. Uh, I got gotcha. you. No. Hey, it's, yeah, uh, that's okay. I hear you. Um, so it's you spent a. I mean, you were in the USHL, um, at at, at Des Moines, uh, but you played a lot of. You played your college hockey here on this side of the country, um. What was the um, – it, it, it still has to be a little bit – I mean, these are still totally different places. I mean, Colgate and upstate New York and, and Des Moines over there in Iowa, and, and, and now you're hitting a, a place that, you know, is just completely different. And um, I, I, I don't know. Did you play there when you were at Colgate? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, from 11 to – from eleven to fifteen, I was no, on no, there. no. I mean, when when you were th- when you were playing for Colgate, did you get out to DU or or CC at all when you were playing? No, no. I think the farthest my I think our first game as a class in twenty. I think the eleven twelve season was actually at Nebraska Omaha. I think that's the farthest west we ever came. So, okay. so definitely not at altitude. Um, and I'm still a joke with the staff. I think I'm still adjusting to that altitude. I, I, I would coach man. And I were involved in the drill last week, just right. applying some pressure. And I was looking at him during, I was like, I don't know how much longer I can do this thing for. And we were joking around <laughs> in the coach's room after, after, after practice. And he's like, and I was like, I, I didn't have 30 more seconds in me. So I'm happy you blew it down. And we moved on because I didn't want to be looking that tired in front of the guys. <laughs> coach i'll tell you it's the same for me when i moved up to colorado last year about this time uh and i came to ed Robeson for the first time and i went up to the press box i avoided the elevator because i thought i'm just gonna i'll just hike the stairs right <laughs> i got up there and i was winded after climbing the stairs and i realized altitude is real and then i watched what denver did to uh uh to western michigan last year 
And uh, by the end of the second period of the second game, uh, the Broncos were exhausted. And um, so it's real. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, okay, so let, me, let me ask you this real quick, and then Paul can jump in, because yeah. I talked to Coach Mayotte in my preview um, tonight after your practice, and I asked him, I said, tell me some good things about what you're happy about right now, and tell me where you think you have to improve. And he said, um, we definitely have to improve on our penalty kill and our power play. And I know um, from what I've heard about you that you're pretty darn good on the penalty kill. You excited about that? Really excited. Really excited about the the challenge of doing that in the NCHC. It's obviously a different animal in this league, and to put to put your stuff up against the nation's best every weekend, and then whoever you get the opportunity to face at a conference. On top of that, it's as a coach and as a program, it's you want nothing more than that. So it's it's something that i get a lot of excitement about for sure and we're counting down the days here till october one against the air force here in town and then that then uh kicking everything off with alaska anchorage coming to town the following week all right so with the penalty kill and you know you've had a lot of success with it at a bunch of different levels okay um before we get to and I don't expect to give away any state secrets, but um, is have you had to change anything um, that you've done? Uh, because you you, you at, at the Division three level and the Division one level, and and obviously going from and this is not I am not trying to knock Atlantic hockey, um, but it's not the NCHC. Um, as you sit there, how much? adjusting do you have to do based on the league that you're in or is that just something that um because we know penalty killing is a lot about intensity and effort right yeah it's the predictability that the system that we teach and that i've taught in the past and that'll be new at cc this year will stay the same the the biggest difference will just be the individual tendencies that you see in this league compared to the players outside the league. So whether it's Reese Gaber or anyone else on any other teams, it's doing a good job diagnosing those tendencies and having and and teaching that and explaining that to the guys through video that that'll probably be the biggest adjustment but in terms of the the fundamentals and the predictability and the teaching points that'll stay the same but it, it's up to us as a staff and and myself to to give the right information to the guys for the particular players that will be facing here in conference play and outside of conference play as you guys know there's there's great players in every program and players that can hurt you every night especially on the power play so that that's the biggest focus and the biggest adjustment that that all that all face coming to to this conference. Is there one trait that you have found that that uh, re, that all really good penalty killers have in common? Is there something there, that we as lay people don't really understand? There's two. So players that have great skating ability right so it right it's just the math problem where how can you limit the time and space that five players have against four right penalty kills that i've done in the past they've always had great skaters on them right and the second one is just the processing ability where at cc we've got a lot of players that think the game really well so we're going to have a lot of guys that are going to have the ability to penalty kill and so that that part's really exciting, and so those are the two. So one processing hockey IQ. So those are the two biggest ones that determine who goes on the penalty kill is who can limit that time and space with their feet and their stick ability, and who can who can process it too, right? Just with the math problem being down a guy who can help you do those things and help the team succeed. Can you have too many penalty killers? No, 
No, not at all. <laughs> no. I just ask because if you don't do it all the time, it, 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 there has to be a little bit of an, there has to be some adjusting because you, you know, if you're not, if you're not one of the top four and you're that fifth and sixth and seventh, you know, guys that you would throw out there, um, how much, how, I mean, there, there's gotta be some sort of adjustment, right? When you're not doing it all the time. Right. So historically I've used set there's, seven forwards that we'll have as penalty killers here. So if you come to a CC game, you'll see six guys for sure. And then the seventh one up front is there just in case one of those six guys takes a penalty. Okay. So that's, I've always had seven forwards that can do it. And then the decor, you, you want to lessen some minutes of the guys that are going to run your power plays. Right. But at the same time, when you've got players that do that, they want to be on the ice as much as they can. So more, it's more about managing expectations than it is managing minutes and explain that having you on, having a certain player on the ice for 25 minutes compared to 27 and a half or 28, there's a, there's a big difference, especially, especially in the NCHC where if you can have fresh guys late in the game, then, then we'll, we'll take that over playing a guy too much and maybe not using as much on the penalty kill. Okay. And, and we know that defensemen, especially top four defensemen log a lot of minutes. Um, do you try to switch up your defensemen more often because of the fact that these guys tend to play a lot of minutes and those two minutes are usually more grinding on guys who are some, you know, there are some teams that'll just put their penalty two best defensemen out there and play them almost the entire two minutes. Right. For, for us, it's a great way to own your role and divide the, divide the labor within the team where looking at your, looking at a decor, it's a great opportunity for guys to own a particular portion of the game and really sink their into it where Maybe they're not on the power play, but it's their job to help the team succeed via that role. And I think it, it gives a lot of ownership within the team to divide it that way. And it's something that you'll most likely see us do here this year at CC. John, let me uh, let me ask you about this because I was, I was telling Paul and the audience before you came on that uh, I've had a chance to do three of our seven previews so far. I saw Arizona State. I saw Denver. I see you guys now. And uh, I'm always amazed at the way coaches um, at every level, but basically at the NCAA level, can find a different way to um, get their point across, right? I mean, Coach Powers has one way at ASU. Uh, I watched Denver yesterday. It was flow, flow, flow the whole time. And then I watched Coach Mayotte, and I see a whole bunch of teaching going on. I see stopping, positioning. Uh, explaining why you need to be here and there. Is that uh, coach's philosophy or is that more about the team that you have? It's definitely, I don't want to speak for, for other programs, but for for us and being around Coach Mayotte, it's not a secret why he's had success at so many different places and at different levels, including World Juniors, where as a teacher and as, just strictly the knowledge of the game and the fundamentals and how to teach the minutia and the smallest of details. It's not a secret why he's had so much success already in his coaching career. And so his ability to just communicate that, and you probably saw it today in practice where we felt we didn't start off that well. And just through the communication of the details and the fundamentals are, we, we finished off with a great practice and, it, it all starts with him because of his ability to communicate and and really explain those points and hammer them home and make them digestible and understandable for the guys. Um, that that's what I've felt from him so far, and it's it's why he's been able to have so much success. You know, and I saw this last year, John, is that he taught, 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 but then I saw as the season progressed that the guys started to just do things naturally, and I think. That's probably what he's trying to do is to, to teach them why you go to this position at a certain point, but then 
Um, when you start playing games against tough competition like you have in the NCHC, you really just got to rely on your instincts and, and go do it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the, the player obviously is always the separator. And there's definitely the, the structure and the fundamentals of what you're trying to accomplish. But ultimately, the players make the difference. And you can we, – we teach and provide the – the guidelines for it and then it's ultimately up for them to to make the to make the necessary play and i i totally agree from the things i've been able to see from last season and there's we we take a lot of pride in slowing it down and explaining the why to what we do so that our guys can play fast and be predictable for one another all right coach you're the only non-goalie on the coaching staff <laughs> Okay, um, so my question to you then is, um, and we we know how how coaching staffs are usually broken up. Are you going to be in charge of the forwards or the defensemen? Yeah, I've actually got a funny story about that before. I okay, tell you my answer. No, this no, we like this, especially if it makes fun of your fellow co-coach there, uh, not the head coach, by the way. Yeah, the, yeah, the jokes. Yeah, yeah. So. Have you been back in where the coach's offices are there? Ed well, Scott has. I, I'm on Long Island, so I, I, okay. I, I they keep me in my basement. They don't let me leave. Yeah, I, I, I've been there. <laughs> so you know where So you know where Coach Mayotte's office is, and then for the people, list, for everyone listening, there's a coach's area, and you walk you walk in, and on the left is Coach Mayotte's office, and you take a right, and down that hallway is my office is on the left. Coach Menino is on the right, and at the end of the hallway is is Ryan DeRoche, our director of hockey operations. And so when we first got there, my office didn't have a name tag on it yet because because Stu, Stu had just left. So those right. name plaques that you see um, in offices and it said assistant coach slash goalie coach on, on the tag. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I, I actually had, is, I was showing my wife the arena and um, we were walking around and I was touring around. I think we'd just gone to town and coach Menino was with us and his wife Alita was with us and coach Mayo was in his office. And I just looked at him. I was like, I, if you want me to do this, I don't know how good we'll be, but I can definitely <laughs> give it a shot. <laughs> so it's, it's funny given the, the staff makeup that that was somehow on the door because they just had replaced it with taking Stu's name tag off. And I think it's just an interim kind of label around the wall, but um, sound really funny, but to answer your question, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be working with the forwards for sure. Okay. Right, okay. So, so, so I got to ask you this, you've worked with coach Menino, you know, him pretty well. Um, has he already pushed you into the swag department too, or have you, oh, have you hear, I was saving separated that to the end. <laughs> about yeah i don't think there's a, there's no one that comes into the uh, coach's offices from any type of business that he doesn't ask for some type of a t-shirt or a hat oh, or, a, or a quarter zip i think <laughs> yeah it's, uh, there's a yeah that it, it uh it never stops he'll probably be on here sometime and saying that i'm at his level of the, of the swag side but it's just it's not even close no i, I gotta no. tell you hold on a minute paul i gotta tell him the story about Okay. Uh, Coach, I was out at the NJEC and uh, watching the uh, – because I thought that was the best 60 players I've ever seen in the United States under the age of 20. So while I'm there for the week, I, I run into Coach Mayotte a few times and we're talking, and I, I take a picture of him on the ice shooting pucks against uh, Caden Imberico, and uh, I send it to, to Menino, and I said, hey, look, uh, Mayo's uh, working out your new goalie. And then uh, he sends me a message back, and he goes, "Forget about that. I like that uh, that two tone he's got on. I wonder if we can get those two tones for CC." So uh, I'm talking to Chris, and I'm I'm saying like, I was just texting back and forth with uh, Menino about a place to eat too, and then and and he said, and I said he asked about those two tones. He goes, "Yeah, <laughs> I've already gotten that." He goes, "Doesn't you realize I've got a job to do?" <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I was actually just going to – I figured you knew that part, but – so that story came up like two weeks ago about that <laughs> picture. And and Mayo told his side like he told you guys, and he's like, like, I didn't have enough going on. We had a reboot World Juniors, and then also inside of that camp, we've got Coach Pecknold picking his team, 
for the Christmas time world juniors. And then I've, then I've got to hire an assistant coach while not being on campus. I've got to hire a director of hockey operations without being on campus. I've got Peter Menino sending me quarter zips that we should buy for the new season. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's as on brand as possible. Uh, I, yeah, we had so much uh, so, fun. That was good. Oh God. Uh, so, coach, I, I, what's have you guys have been on the ice for? How many practices now? We have been on the ice for six practices. Okay. Um, what has caught you by surprise? I mean, I know you probably watched a ton of video after you got the job and, and maybe even before you got the job as the interview process was going on. Um, what has caught you by surprise that you were not expecting to see uh, as you've gotten on the ice for the last week? I, I don't want to say caught me by surprise, but the biggest one that probably stuck out, like Brian Yoon obviously sticks out from a leadership standpoint, just, Right. He really sets the tempo of what our team is and what the what each day looks like. And he's just got that natural swagger and charisma that great leaders have. Mm-hmm. And as you guys know in Fall of College Hockey, the, the leadership is everything. And we certainly have that in Brian and the other guys that you'll see wearing letters, which I can't share yet. But, um, <laughs> we can figure it out. <laughs> but I... I will say that like Hunter McCown brings a lot of that too, right? He's got that natural gravitational pull that, that elite players have. And he, he pushes it for us too. And um, just the, the depth of the, the depth of each position group is, is probably an all time high in recent years for CC where especially just, I'll speak to it just with the forward group. The forwards have been exceptional in terms of the, the execution and the the compete level that we've we've asked of them so far. So I'd say those three things with with Uners, Uners, McCowans, and then uh, just the depth of of the forward group. Have you guys done a lot of mixing and matching of the forward lines at this point, or did you come in with ideas and have pretty much stuck to them at this point? So I've tried to stay out of the like the preconceived bias of that right. just trying to learn it from from my own eyes and offer my own opinions and coach Mayock right. Menino have been amazing in terms of just letting me make my own um evaluations of guys right we haven't we haven't gone into lines yet um, okay from practice day you'll see eight forwards in a color eight forwards in another color so say the course split down the middle and that's on purpose so right it's it's just evaluating just the effort and execution of each player and then you're you're making you're you're putting your lines together just based off of that and how are you, you think the guys will fit together are you mixing and matching the 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 freshmen with the older players or are you keep it you're kind of putting the pressure on the freshmen to see what they got uh, on the ice against the more experienced players no they're mix and match so okay. yeah they're they're uh at all levels of of the of the lineup right now john you mentioned a a couple of names and i'll I'll reiterate one of them uh i I can't believe the difference that hunter mccowan's made from last year to this year and i know you probably didn't see him much last year but goodness gracious he was uh uh, i want to say and and i'm going to say this in a complimentary way but he was a bit timid to me last year he he didn't shoot the puck and i know coach mayat told me later in the year he said you know, I had to get on Hunter and just tell him to shoot the puck because he's got such a good shot. Um, well, he's doing that now. I watched him in practice today, and goodness gracious. So so that's part one. Part two of it is the other guy that I saw uh, a big growth spurt, and I hate to even say this because he's 6'6", but you know I'm talking about Brett Chorsky, but Brett put on some pounds, it looks like to me. I saw him today, and I, I just love his game. I, I think he's – for six six and that size to have the skill that he has in the hands and all of that. So have you had a chance to evaluate either one of those two yet? Yeah, yeah. Starting starting with Hunter, it's yeah. I'll echo your goodness gracious. He can he can zip the he can zip it. Um, oh, he can do it. He can do it off of. He can do it in tight space. He can do it off the fly. Um, he can put it where he wants to put it. So it's uh, it's not a secret that. It, it, 
I shouldn't say it. it's uh, it's not surprising why he made that team and then he made that team as a center too, right? Talking about the yeah. World Junior reboot team, yep. right? So it's uh, it's a huge step for him and it's uh, that part's great. But just being around him, he was the first player that called me from the CC team that when I got the job and like I said about just that gravitational pull he's got as a person, it's it, it's not a secret why, right? It's a uh, great, great people make great players. So that that's, that's Hunter for sure. And then Brett Chor is, uh, he's, he's such a unique blend of that size and he's got the ability to protect the puck. And then he's got, you know, elite level hands. So it's, uh, he's such a, he's such an intriguing and different player from a lot of players in the country, if not all of them, where there's not many players at that height that can control the puck and protect it like he does and skate like the way he does. So he's, he's a player that we're really lucky to have. How, how good could he be on a penalty kill with that stick and that reach? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And he, he thinks the game really well and he skates well for, for a big fella. So. Uh, he could he could be really great on the penalty kill for sure. All right, so uh, you were on a recruit call when when uh, when we started the show, and we, that's cool. Um, and you are uh, from Calgary, um, and and there has definitely been a perception, or at least from our standpoint where you have more and more Canadian kids coming down to play college hockey. Um, is there, it was, is there something that you might've seen as, you know, you were making your way through the hockey world where, where that kind of started to lean in that direction um, where more and more of your fellow Canadians uh decided you know what let's 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 go to down let's cross the border and go down and play college hockey because um this is better for us or is it just kind of a thing no you know what i I gotta give a lot of credit to to mike snee and the the guys at college hockey inc they've done they've done an exceptional job educating I'll, I'll just speak for Western Canadians, just right. from my personal experience right. um, on the route, because the the Western Hockey League does an amazing job in terms of the advertising, in terms of just their educational process of what it, what being a Western Hockey League player is. And right. it wasn't always like that, I would say, with college hockey in Western Canada and, okay. and, each route is amazing, right? You can every you can list any player in any NHL team that's played in the Western League, right? And right, you know, we're, you can, not, we're not we're not yeah, hundred percent, no, hundred percent. But and then same thing with college hockey, right? So I got to give those guys a lot of credit for what they've done. And then I think when you just see the success that college hockey players have had in the NHL, let's just say in the last ten years, right? Um, it's just impossible to deny. Right. And then once more players start doing it, it's just the information gap, right. Where you hear about more and more personalized experiences. And mine was the exact same way. I had a cousin play college hockey and um, he was the reason why I wanted to play college hockey. Right. And because I heard about his experience and I got to go down and see it and feel it. And that is, that's just as much of it as anything where the more players that are having great experiences and becoming great, professionals is is just as much of a part of it as anything else but got to give those guys at college hockey Inc. a lot of credit for it too coach let me ask you this because uh, when you're talking about educating and recruiting and i know you do a lot of it and you certainly don't need any advice from me but uh, tell some of those western canadian guys that there is a about 45 miles down i-25 from from denver there's a pretty good university too <laughs> yeah because a lot of them get stuck in Denver, I think, and I think they need to figure out that there's a there's a pretty good place down in Colorado Springs too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, living in living here it and experiencing it, and like like I said earlier, just feeling it and feeling the investment, right? It, 
it's uh it's a it's an amazing place and the city is incredible and it's uh, there's a lot of amazing things going on for sure I want to ask you about the campus itself because you've been to different places and seen different sized universities and stuff. But every time I talk to your players, I, I always ask them about that. And they'll always tell me first and foremost, you know, what's really cool is we can just walk across the street and we got our own ice surface. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they all tell me that whether they're freshmen or seniors. Uh, I had three tell me that today. Right. Yeah. If you walk out the front door of Ed Ropes and Arena, it's the freshman dorm where the where the freshmen live and then about if you're really good at throwing a football it's like three football throws down <laughs> down nevada that that the upperclassmen live in so it's you couple that with the the block plan and taking one class class at a time the obviously the new arena right the new arena doesn't make a great hockey team right the players make it that and the coaches make it that and those things put together, right? It makes for that experience that you, I hope you feel from the guys when they talk about that stuff. It's, it's there. You can be a great student and especially a great player here, just with the resources and the proximity and everything. Coach, let me ask you a question. Uh, over the years, as we watched, uh, as, as I watched the NHL, there was always kind of a difference between the Eastern conference and the Western conference in the styles they play. Now, maybe they, you know, they might go back and forth, but it always seemed like one conference played one way, the other conference played another way. Uh, is there a difference between college hockey in the Northeast and then college hockey uh, I, I, that's not in the Northeast in terms of style? Yeah, I, I would say so. Um especially maybe hockey East compared to us or right. I'd say every conference has kind of got its own identity. Okay. But, and then each program kind of puts their own spin on it inside of that. Speaking about our, our conference here in the NCHC, right. There's, there's players that play with a ton of pace and skill. And then they, they really enjoy the competitive elements that that game provides, right. Where, there's a lot of crashing and banging at in this conference, and I can't speak to it in terms of NCHC opponent versus NCHC opponent. But when I've been at a place that's played an NCHC team, those three elements of it really stick out. It's just the overall competitiveness of each team, the overall skill level, and the overall pace. They just seem to be at another another level. John, I know you weren't here. Uh for this part of it, but um, I commented uh, on the podcast pretty much all summer as I was watching teams be built for this coming season. And Coach Mayotte was pretty consistent in what he was doing and building. And he didn't dip into the portal. Um, he went out and, and recruited good hockey players. And he said, hey, I need to build a, a tradition and a culture of our own here. And I can't do it if I'm bringing in guys from the portal. So I need to go find the very best guys. And I'm guessing your job as a recruiter is to continue that. But uh, is there a point where you think uh, CC will, will get to that point where they'll dip into the portal? Or will you guys continue to be a, a homegrown talent-based program? That's a great question. We're not going to limit ourselves to a particular avenue. There's good players everywhere. So if – if a situation presents itself, that makes sense for for our environment, our culture here at CC, and that player happens to be in the transfer portal, then I'm sure that we're gonna we're gonna attack it and explore it. And if it's if it's not, then it's not. That's uh, it's our job to make CC and uh, a great program, and that you only have a great program with great players and great people. So whatever avenue that presents itself we're gonna we're gonna chase it and go after it all right final one for me is is this um your players again tell me this to a man that and they told me this all last year and even starting this year already that um coach puts out a practice plan and it's like you you work your hardest uh so you can play on the weekend and uh, if you take a day off or a 
shift off or a practice off or whatever it is, you might not play on the weekend and, and they all know it. Is that something different or is that the way every coach looks at it? Or is every program a little different from what you've seen? I, I would say that that, com- that compete level and the, the consistency of it is more likely than not at the, at the root of every program, at, at every head coach's philosophy. The way that Coach Mayotte teaches it, practices it, and then expects it probably at a different level than I've seen. And you can, you probably felt it today at practice. Is I did. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot of shoulder pads being used and a lot of crashing and banging. And that's just the expectation that our guys have of one another. And that to go back to one of the previous questions about what I've seen and maybe what I've been surprised at is just the willingness of our guys to, to hold one another accountable and get more and expect more from one another. That's, that's at the root of it. And like I said about coach Mayotte, that's the, that's what he brings out of, brings out of players, the players that, they, all of our players have it, and he's just able to get them all to another level. Yeah, really good stuff. I will, uh, I'll definitely catch up with you at the golf tournament. I'm sure you'll be there. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope I'm playing. I don't know what Coach Mayo's got us doing, but hopefully, get a play. Well, I uh, play that gee. course. All right, all right. So, <laughs> I, okay, not that I, I, I know you guys. There's not. I have never met a hockey player that doesn't want to play golf. <laughs> It it, it 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 has to be part of the the like I, it, it's I I get the, the the physical association with it. I mean the swings are very similar, but um, I just it is it is are are how good are you? <laughs> I, I was I was the best I ever was and probably ever will be was during the pandemic um, <laughs> like probably like a lot of people but um this past summer didn't get to play a lot so i'm definitely on the decline right now right but doesn't matter as, as long as i can be out there and be outside and playing and having fun it doesn't matter well listen playing up playing up there has got to add 25 or 30 yards to the drive right I'm hoping so. I really hope. Oh yeah, it does. It does. I can. I haven't had that, that opportunity yet to play. Uh, oh well. Well, listen. Uh, we'll have Scott put in the word for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that'll we'll, help. Yeah, we'll have Scott go up to Coach Mayotte and be like, "Listen, my guy John here has to play. Um, you know, just just let." Uh, somebody else do his job and he, he hasn't had a chance to play since he's been here and he's Jones into play. Yeah, that'll that'll cal- that'll carry a lot of weight. It won't. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it will. I hope See, it does. See, I, I, there you go. So. Anyway, uh, John, it's a pleasure having you on. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys do with CC. Uh, I will tell you that I bumped you guys up a little bit in, in my poll. So um, if you're in the top four, just say that I was uh, a part of that because I think you guys are ready to make the move. Uh, I think Brian Yoon is 100% correct when he said he came back because he spent too many years at CC not winning, and now it was time to win, and he wasn't going to miss it. 100%, yeah. It's, uh, like I said about Yooner at the start of this call, it's uh, all things really start and go through him, and you've been around him and just uh, – the presence he's got and that swagger, it's uh, it, what get, it's what gets our guys going. So um, I'm, I echo that for sure. Good stuff. I will see you uh, in Colorado Springs very soon and uh, on the golf course. So take care. Get some uh, get some good recruits brought in there and keep that pipeline flowing into uh, Colorado Springs. Okay. Yes. Thank you guys so much for the for having me on today. Thanks Absolutely. for coming on, Coach. That's Absolutely the assistant coach, you. the new assistant coach at uh, Colorado College, John Lidget, joining us. Paul and I will be back in just a couple of minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live.
Indeed it is, College Hockey West Live. It's our Tuesday night staples where it all started uh, many moons ago, some 30,000-plus uh, downloads ago. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, you know the drill by now. It's always great when we have a great guest on that we can uh, um, talk hockey with, and John Lidget certainly is that. Um, what did you take away from the conversation? Well, you know, I, I'm used to seeing teams go, uh, three or four deep with their, with their penalty killing forwards. Um, but you know, him coming in and saying six is, 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 is something that I learned because most teams go four, and maybe a fifth guy if the, if one of the four is in the penalty box, um, so, you know, so even the little things like that you learn, uh, you know, can improve how you watch the game. And, you know, he's obviously had success at it. Uh, you know, having top 10 penalty killing units at, at, very, at, at, at various levels in the NCAA. So, um, you know, you, you want to learn from guys that have had success, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you the two things I learned. First of all, I learned that Peter Menino can use a whiteboard. Um, that was first well, and foremost that, at yeah. practice. And yeah. I also learned that John Lidget fits right in with the uh, culture and the squad at uh, Colorado College because um, they didn't miss a beat today. Uh, and I realize this is six 
number six practice that I was witnessing and the first one that I saw, but um, Colorado College is poised to do something that I think a lot of people aren't giving them a lot of uh, respect or credit for. And I think that's climb into that top four in the uh, NCHC. And, um, you know, I talked to different people and, and it would be a huge step to get a home playoff series in the NCHC for Colorado College. And they, everybody says, who, who are they going to bump out? Well, um, I don't know. I, I'm I don't not know. sure who that who they're going to bump out, but I think they're going to get there. I like their mm-hmm. schedule. I like their roster. I like their desire. I like their coaching staff. Um, and uh, Co- Coach Mayotte did tell me that pretty much my letter of intent is gone now. He's got a full roster. He doesn't need me. <sighs> So it's kind of a sad day You're on screwed, my end of yeah. it, but but that that that's pretty much it. My letter is gone now. He doesn't want a sixty-year-old. No, I can't imagine why. <laughs> um, no, listen, um, I, I've said this to you uh, a couple of times. Um, I, I think this is the year that, that they could get into that top four, and if things break right, I I can see an outside shot. A breaking of, of dislodging one of those top three. It'll take a, a big effort, obviously. Um, but I, I, I could see them with the goaltending they have and the experience that they have in the second year under Chris Mayotte, where they could be a dark horse to break the stranglehold of those top three that are there year after year. Um, do I expect it to happen? Uh, I can't say I expect it to happen. Um, if 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 you asked me to fill out a ballot, and you know, unlike other people that get to fill out ballots, you know, that I don't get them here, but you know, other people do. Um, I would I would put them in the four spot, and I know you put your ballot out too on on Twitter. Um, I did. Didn't you? No. I no, thought I you didn't. did. No. I told you. I showed you, but I didn't show Oh, I thought you I put it out on Twitter. Oh, okay. No, I didn't show all right. it. Well, all right. Anyway, um, if I had a ballot, you know, and I'm not obviously at your level or other people's levels. And I, you know, few few people are, really. That's true. <laughs> um, that's where I would put them. Um, you know, if Michael needs me to break a tie, he can let me know. Um <laughs> But, you know, I just think that they have a chance with all those pieces coming together. Um, I think they'll they'll get much more consistent goaltending this year, no matter who they play. I think that they have experience up and down the lineup. And they're not going to start the season guessing and uh, with the system because, you know, most of the team, obviously, is, you know, there's about eight freshmen. Um, but there's a lot of more uh, experience in the system as well. So I think that's going to make a big difference. And, you know, uh, I, I think the confidence will allow them to score more goals, which we know was the big problem last year. Yeah, well, Coach Mayotte told me two things. I don't want to give too much away of our conversation before before it hits the preview line, but um, <clears throat> he did tell me that uh, a couple things he was looking for. He said, you know, last year we were above 500 when we allowed two goals or less. And um, they just added a pretty solid goaltender. He said, uh, Caden Embarico is making progress, but he said it's a different world. Um, when you talk about college hockey versus everywhere else he's played, there's right. a lot of big trees, a lot of guys that oh, yeah. uh, crowd your front of your net. And it's not yeah. always the easiest to see. So he's working on that, but he thought he was making some really good progress. And then where, where John Lidget comes in is uh, helping at least one part of it. And I think he'll have a big role in both parts of it. And that's the penalty kill and the power play. Last year, th- they had a lot of opportunities on the power play and just weren't able to convert. And uh, you raise that power play percentage and you raise that penalty kill percentage. And guess what? You even also raise bit. your win total. Even a little bit. It doesn't even have to be a lot. Yeah, that's what I said. You just raise it. Especially on the power play. Like I said, it doesn't even have to be a lot. But how many times did they get five men 
uh, advantage or uh, five minute power plays oh. and um, didn't convert. And we were both just shaking our head going like, Oh, if we could just get one, just yeah, they, get they, one on this five man event, uh, five minute power play. Yeah. They finished, you know, they finished in the bottom third uh, of the power play in, in the, in the country. You know, that's, that, that's not going to win you a lot of games um, at all. And the penalty kill was, was uh, near the bottom too. And, and, and obviously, uh, you know, part of that is the experience. Part of that is the up and down goaltending. Uh, things that uh, were all addressed in the in the off season. Uh, so I expect those. If you just change those numbers just a little bit and go from the bottom third to the top half, you're going to win a lot more hockey games. Because obviously yep. the issue wasn't five on five. And I'll tell you something. Colorado College people and Colorado Springs people, if you're a fan of the Tigers, you're going to want to watch them a lot this year because they have uh, they have a new level of excitement that I think is uh, is going to be well worth your uh, price of admission. So that's my sales pitch for Tiger Hockey. Um, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. Whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard and the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Get that stay booked now for travel starting this October at druryhotels.com. Jets Pizza, go to jetspizza.com to find your fresh deal at the nearest Jets location today. Top Golf, play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time HockeyWest.com podcasts. Are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Sorry about that little music thing. Yeah, I wasn't trying to play you off the yes, air or are. anything like they do in the award ceremonies, but. <laughs> Anyway, we'll say goodnight with a little uh, Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. But first, we must say a big thank you to John Lidget, the new assistant coach at Colorado College, for uh, coming on and talking a little hockey with us tonight. Uh, Paul and I will be back Sunday night for uh, another edition of College Hockey West Live. And tomorrow night, um, Stephen Marsh and myself will be along with the Great West College Hockey Podcast. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be fun and exciting, I promise it. Have a good night, good night. everybody.